Just before I play the title music for this episode, I just want to point out that the episode was recorded several weeks ago um, in the UK, where me and Kevin meet up in person. Obviously, in the last two weeks, things have taken a bit of a drastic change worldwide. Uh, so for the moment, all future episodes will be recorded uh, remotely via Zoom. So this is actually the last episode where we can actually get together in a room and talk together. So we mentioned anything to do with coronavirus. Obviously, things have changed quite significantly since we last recorded this episode. Okay, thank you. Welcome to the Side Hustle Success Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Haunts, and I'm joined by my co-host, Kevin Taylor. This is a show for anyone that has a product or business idea and wants to go full-time on it eventually, or maybe you already have. This is a show about product design, entrepreneurs, freelancers, contractors, free agents, digital nomads, and anything in between. In this episode, we're going to talk about recognising and dealing with burnout. Yeah, that's something, something, something that can affect anyone. Yeah, it's something I've been thinking about a lot recently, so yeah, it should be an interesting episode. Cool, so before we, before we jump in then, so what have you been up to? Yeah, um, actually it's kind of dovetails in with the subject of this, of this podcast is um, what I've been looking at is to work on a new, a new side project. Um, obviously we're all about side hustles, so. The side hustle to yeah. the side hustle. So, so this is me doing a side hustle. So I don't want to obviously discuss it because it's kind of early days and it's kind yeah, of, sure. I don't want to mention too much about what it is that I'm doing, but I've got a good idea. It's something that I really believe in, you know, and I think, um, it's important, isn't it? And that's one of the ways to avoid, well, I don't get too much, obviously avoiding burnout is to have something that you believe in, that you have control over. Um, and I kind of feel like I enjoy what I do. It's brilliant, the products that we've built, but it'd be nice to have like a side project. To, and also I think some of you have a side project, it keeps you day job. It's, they, they both help each other. Yeah. I think having a side hustle and a main job isn't a bad thing. I think sometimes they can complement each other and actually can help you in your day job just to have a break and think about something else, you know. Yeah, so I guess you know, when you're building a business, you kind of go from that kind of where you're building something new and you've got all that kind of research and discovery. And then at some point it kind of switches over to being the regular. Yeah, yeah. Well, what's the word I'm looking for? I was, I was about to say regular day job, but that's not what I mean. But you, you kind of go from like the, the building stage into yeah. kind of the running and maintenance stage. Yeah, I kind of enjoy more the creative side and coming with ideas and doing new things, you know, um, more than the sort of managing and the day-to-day aspects of a business. Um so, I mean, I still want to do both. I still want to excel at both roles, you know, but yeah. I think it's nice to go through that kind of creative process that you have when you start a new side project or a new business, you know. Um, it's so, exciting business. When you, when you have that new idea and then you start doing all the research and the building. Yeah, and yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and, it's and I think previously we looked at no-code solutions, so I might be looking at some of those, taking some of those ideas into the business, probably looking to partner with people. Um, you know, who do I partner with? Is it going to be a technical person? Is it going to be an out-and-out marketer? Is it going to be mm. somebody who's got industry experience? I'm looking at all different options at the moment. Um, but I've got a few a few ideas with that. So and that's that's something I've been looking at. And something else you mentioned in the past, you said um obviously it's winter's been a bit a bit grim, hasn't it? And you were saying mm. about high strength vitamin D tablets, was it that you were on about that? Um, you, you, you you take quite strong No, well, I was also saying there's a programme I watched a while ago about high strength vitamin C tablets. Are they <clears> bad, are they or good? 
I can't remember. I can't remember what the podcast is. I, I don't actually take them. I they are, I thought you did. Oh, is that somebody else? I must have been talking to him. Yeah, probably someone else. Yeah, but I, I've, I've just been having these like vitamin D, and I think that helps a bit, you know, in the winter because you don't get enough vitamin D. Vitamin D, is that the sunlight? Yeah, yeah, so we get from yeah. sunlight, but obviously we don't get much sunlight, especially this winter. It's just rained, hasn't it, all, all winter? Oh, actually, yeah, no. I, I do have vitamin D supplements at home that I, that I take every now and again, but I keep forgetting to take them. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, so it might be me that you're talking to about Yeah, that. I think it was. I know, I think you have mentioned it in the past. Um, so I've been sort of trying with those, and that sort of helps with the winter. But I know, like, spring's on its way, so I'm hoping, obviously, we'll get plenty of natural vitamin D soon. Yeah, I mean, I know, sort of certainly last week... And I know we've got all the worries about this like living corona plague thing spreading around the country, <laughs> but there, there was a few days last week where it, was, it kind of felt like spring. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, we went to there's a place called um, Lee Gardens up the road. If you have been there or not? No, I don't think I've been there. And uh, it's only open in it sort of opens in spring and they open like last weekend. Right. I always feel, feel like when that opens, it, it like springs on its way, you know. And they have like the rhododendron bushes are coming out because they've got these okay. and all the flowers and stuff are starting to bud and all this kind of stuff. So it feels like. It's on its way, doesn't it? You it know? does, yeah. So it does feel nice at the moment. Let's just hope we're allowed to go out and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the, yeah, with the crony, yeah. So what have you been up to then, Steve? Uh, so I'm working on uh, pitching a new course uh, to Plural Site. Um, I can't say what it is yet because we've not signed on a dotted line yet, but it's kind of a bit of a new type of skill path for them. So it's going to be a course and have a, a workbook that goes along with it. Okay, yeah. Something yeah. sort of slightly different. Uh, so I'm hoping to have that signed off well, by the time people listen to this, actually, it should be signed off and I should be working on it. But, oh, brilliant, yeah. So I'm looking forward to get cracking on that. I've um, still been working on more Skillshare content. So I've kind of got a number of courses I want to get out this year and then just kind of... You've got a schedule then, have you? Monitor content, it and sort of see yeah. how they perform over time. Uh, and I'm just trying to get the rest of the book done. So I was trying to get get it all completed by the end of March, but that's probably not going to happen now. When do you think the book will be out then? Have you got like a launch date in mind? When or? it's out, I reckon it'll be summer now. When it, when it actually comes out. Because so sort of like, yeah, in the summertime it would. Because I've got the edit, yeah. need the rest of the editing doing on it. Then I need to get all the jacket designed. Yeah, cool. Um, do all the formatting for it. And building all the website for it and all the marketing and all that sort of stuff. And then once the book's out, I need to start looking at the online course versions of it as well. So yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. Still quite a lot of work to do with it. A uh, bit bit more delayed because I've been doing some uh, course updates for Pluralsight and Various other little bits and bobs. So, it's so yeah, there's always yeah always things to do, isn't there? But yeah, getting there. Yeah, cool. Cool. Okay, so got some audience questions. Uh, so this one from Jay. So when starting your businesses, uh, especially when being employed, how did you find the time? Um, I don't know. I think sometimes you, you get that kind of um, you know when you just really really want to do something hmm. you kind of find time for it do you know what I mean you know if you really really wanted to do something you just find that few extra hours in a yeah week absolutely to, to, to for me I had to basically sacrifice evenings yeah I think that's it I think yeah. if you really want to do something you'll, you'll find instead of like watching TV or something you'll, you'll find the time to, to put into your side project you know if you really really want to do it um, and if you've got a partner at home you obviously need to discuss it with them as well yeah or, or, or children or the responsibility that's mm. probably when it gets more complicated but I think I think if you really want to do something, you'll kind of make it work, don't you think? Or yeah, no, that? I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, when I started doing the plural site stuff, I, mean, I discussed it with my wife and said, you know, this actually looks like it could be a fairly good opportunity. I should maybe try and do some work on it. And she fully supported it. Yeah, I think you've got to see the vision, haven't you? We've got to see the potential in what you're doing. Mm. You? you know, if you kind of believe in what you're doing, you, you'll find the time to sort of make it happen, you know? Yeah, I mean, I know one thing we talked about in, uh, I can't remember which episode it was, it's several episodes ago. 
if you are trying to build something for a business, don't do it on your current company's time. <laughs> yeah, be careful, yeah, or on <laughs> or, their equipment. Or use any of their equipment, because obviously they could potentially try and lay claim to anything you do. But yeah, I mean, generally you're going to be looking at evenings and weekends, so you just have to work out what's important for you. you know, do you want to sit down and build something, or are you going to sit down and watch whatever the latest craze on Netflix yeah, is? Yeah, or, you know, or, yeah, perhaps you just need to see if you play games or watch TV or something, perhaps just set aside that time instead to perhaps work on your project, on your side hustle, you know. Yeah. Even if you do an hour, an evening, you know, that's, yeah, that's five, five hours in a working week. I think, yeah, if you can set aside, you know, yeah, um, you know, a few hours each week, you can see and get something off the ground, can't you? So this uh, this question, someone actually asked me this in person, but I thought I'd include it on the okay, questions yeah. here, so from Dennis. So that, Steve, you said one of the reasons for hiring an office was to reduce cabin, fee- sorry, cabin fever at home. But do you get the same problem with now working in an office? Have you just moved the problem to another building? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. How, how would you How would you? That's a good point. And I'll say the answer to that is no, because the reason I was getting cabin fever is I think I was missing the routine of going out to work. You know, getting up, you know, getting a shower, getting dressed, and then going out to work. Yeah. I, 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 is... I missed the routine, but I didn't miss working for other people. And for me, working at home, I found it very difficult to separate between home life and work life. Yeah, I think the commute almost gives you that kind of separation, doesn't it? I think yeah. it puts you into, and also you're in work mode, you come to work, you're in work, work mode, and then you go home, you can kind of leave it behind with the awareness exactly, of doing yeah. all at home. Sometimes that's hard. The, so, the boundaries blur, don't they, more? Yeah, you know? so, so I've got an office, I've got it set up how I like it. I come here to work. I don't work here every day. I mean, last week I worked at home two days in that week, just because my wife was away and it was easier for yeah. de- dealing with the kids. Uh, I'm sure very soon we'll probably have to spend several weeks being oh, forced yeah, to work from yeah. home. <laughs> we, may, we may be quarantined um, at some point. So, but, I mean, that's not the end of the world, you know, having to work from home. But um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm the same, really. I think, you know, um, I think having that commute and working somewhere different, away from the home and the home environment and away from family and children and uh, the, all the distractions that are at home, you can just come and focus, can't you, mm. on what you need to do. I mean, I, I work in quite a nice co-working space now, so that kind of... I don't feel like I've got cabin fever because I've got, there was almost like the people, the other co-workers there are like colleagues, you know. Yeah. I know we don't obviously work on the same business, but it's nice to have people there. Well, that's know? what I enjoyed about the co-working space here at Comfort is like, I mean, I guess it's the same way you're working as yeah. well. You, you, got, you get the office banter that you get in an office, but none of the politics because everyone's doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah, that's quite nice actually. Yeah, yeah you don't feel like people are competing against you because you're working on your own mm. separate business. It's not like you, you work for the same company and you're competing for the same job or you know the same promotion is or it, whatever. Is there any interesting businesses? Uh, yeah, there's a few there, yeah. Um, this guy who does like AdWords, well, AdWords. There's somebody who does um, like some kind of cleaning product or something. And then there's, there's just lots of different random business people who do like um, SEO and... Uh, and like business coaches and a okay. real mixture really. and people other people do that tech stuff you know developers just a real mixture of different mm, nice different uh, people like financial advisors all, all sorts of different anything you can think of it's completely random actually how, how many like days a week do you do there the new co-working I space I usually do about three a week three, three a week day, three. but I could work there full time but um, I tend to sort of mix it in and work from other places as well um, but I work from uh, I work one day a week from uh, works with this place called the Blacksmiths Oh, is, that, is, that, is that a place full of artists? No, no, that that's, somewhere, that's somewhere Harlem. No, that's oh, okay. I don't, I don't work there anymore. But there's a place called the Black. It's called Blacksmiths, and it's really nice. But it's just really relaxing. It's always really quiet. They've got like these sort of like wooden panels between the desks, so you kind of feel almost like you go in an office. Okay, it's really nice actually, and it's 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 like ten pound a day you can pay per day. Right. 
but yeah, it's quite nice. I do, I do like it's very peaceful. There, it's it's kind of a bit like here actually, a bit like Cromford. It's quite peaceful, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's a nice place to work. Um, but I've been working there a little bit. But I think if I was over in this office and I kind of felt a bit cabin fever and wanted to get out, I'd just work from home the next day. Yeah, yeah, you could do. I mean, you've got the option, haven't you? I think that's that's it. Cool. Okay. Let's uh, look at our show topic, which okay. is burnout. Yeah, I feel, I feel this is kind of therapy for me. <laughs> I think I need oh, is, this. Is it going to be a therapy <laughs> session? Is yeah, it? I think so. This is this is lie down on the sofa and tell me this is a podcast right? for you, folks. This is a, this is a therapy session for Kevin. I think <laughs> this is a subject that's going to be more uh, more closer to you than yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I think I think it's quite common that people feel burnout at work in in like a regular job. Yeah, yeah. Can, Especially as like you know, that. companies want more work from less people, which always seems to be what they want. I think it's it's very very hard to have control and put your own meaning into somebody else's stuff, isn't it? Mm. Sometimes you know. But you can also quite equally face burnout if you're building a new business as well. So if you're sort of burning the candle at both ends, as I oh, say. Oh yeah, yeah. And but it's a you know, I was doing a bit of research and it says you know a very different definite difference yeah, between think, stress and burnout I think you need to yeah sort of explain you know what burnout is in relation to and how it's different say just being stressed or yeah so, so I've got some definitions here uh, from Uncle Google okay <laughs> stress is often relatively short term and is often caused by a feeling of work or a feeling that work is out of control yeah so it might be if you feel like you've got too much on and you just can't handle it yeah you've been asked to get that report done by five o'clock and there's just no way you're going to get to it that, yeah. that kind of stress then burnout often takes place over a longer period of time. So you might experience it if you believe your work is meaningless, or when there's a disconnect between what you're currently doing and what you truly want to be doing, or when things change for the worse. For example, if you lose a supportive boss, or when your workload increases beyond a sustainable point. So stress is short term, typically. Yeah. And burnout is a much longer thing, or much longer term situation where you feel your work is meaningless. Depressing, isn't it? <laughs> that does sound depressing when you yeah. say it like that. I mean, have you felt though? You, you said it's kind of like a therapy session. Have, yeah, have, no, have I think I think this last year has been it, it's been really good. You know, we've done lots of great stuff, but sometimes it has felt like a bit of a drag. Um, and uh, I think that's why I've been looking at doing a, another sort of side hustle is to do something that I have re- really real control over and has it really means something. You know, something okay. meaningful. You know, I've got an idea for a business that. If, if it's successful would really mean a lot to me wow, you know cool. and it's had real real benefits or I'd feel it had real benefits to the world potentially you know so I'm quite excited about that but um, yeah no yeah I think it's it's something we want to think about isn't it burnout yeah I mean it's interesting in that definition it's saying about if you like a, a change in circumstance at work as well like if you lose a supportive boss can often lead to burnout you know, I know some people where they've had really good bosses they've really liked and that person's moved on yeah, and then the, the, job, the next person they get is horrible. Perhaps it's because sometimes you feel that, yeah, perhaps you feel if, if you feel like you're making a real contribution and making the world a better place, and all of a sudden, if you've got a, a very negative boss and he's not really helping you achieve those goals, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not good, is it? Kind of leads to that, you know, what, what's the point of me being here in this company? That, that, that kind of thing, yeah, that's, that's a horrible, horrible place to be. So, if, found quite a few warning signs about where you could actually be moving into into burnout which I thought quite interesting because I've actually ticked quite a few of these boxes before so maybe I have felt burnout before without actually associating <laughs> yeah. it to burnout yeah and I think probably a lot of people will relate to some of these so having a negative or critical attitude at work where you end up going from someone who's 
you know, generally quite positive to being a bit negative all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I know I've certainly done that before in companies I've worked out, or sorry, worked at before rather. Yeah. Uh, dreading going into work and wanting to leave once you're there. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think <laughs> I've worked totally for the people. Yeah, I think when I've worked for other people, definitely. Not so much on my own stuff, but definitely when I've worked for other people. Um, yeah, you just don't want to be there, you know, or, or as little hours as possible, you know. Yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I've generally enjoyed most of the companies I've worked at, but there was a, a large pharmacy-based company based in the UK that I worked at. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I consider no, no, that... No names, yeah. I'm not going to name any names, but I consider that to be my biggest career misstep. I absolutely hated it. Though. Really, I yeah. I didn't, didn't like the people, the, the higher-up people. I didn't like the work. And I actually did dread going into work. And then once I was there, I was just like thinking about... Wanted to go home, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. There's a few places I worked where, where I felt like that. And the project I was working on was an absolute dumpster fire as well it was horrific oh uh, yeah that doesn't help yeah yeah, yeah. so Christ, maybe i felt burned out before oh, interesting so having low energy and very little interest at work i mean in that situation i certainly in that case at that company yeah i think yeah i think sometimes it, you can i think sometimes you have energy for something at the start and then you gradually lose it don't you as you as you go on or it, if, you, if you think what you're working on is quite futile it becomes kind of a bit you, you become a bit defeatist, don't you? And you sort of lose interest in, in what you're doing. I don't know if you've you suffered from that, have you all? I have. I mean, there, there's been some projects I've worked on at previous companies where, you know, the business tells you, that, you know, this thing's really, really important, but it's a really short-lived solution. So you spend like four months working really hard on something that you know is going to be binned a month later. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, I absolutely that's, hate that. That's that's soul-destroying, isn't it, I think? I think that's a recipe for burnout, isn't it? You know? It is, yeah, because you're just sitting there thinking, you know, I'm, you know, working your butt off on this it's thing. The, it's the futility of it, isn't it, I think, yeah. I think, I think a lot of people probably fall into that category of some of the projects they work on. Uh, and then this can lead to having trouble sleeping. Yeah, I think that's just where you, you, your mind's sort of at, at odds with what you're working on. Do you think, you think it's like your body's way of telling you that you've gone the wrong way, do you think? Or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, using that uh, pharmacy company as, as an example, I mean, I, I used to have trouble sleeping when I was working there just because I was dreading the crap that I was going to have to face the next really, day. Yeah, the, yeah. the project was really was a tough project. I mean, it was hard. It was hard work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, can't really say I've experienced this next one. So being absent from work a lot. I've, I've always been someone who's fairly punctual and turns yeah, up. Yeah, no, I think I've generally, generally turned up. I think it's sometimes on your own, when you do your own stuff, sometimes you you perhaps don't always put the effort in, they perhaps should, you know, because, you know, the onus is on you to actually do the work. So some, mm. there's been a point when I've been like that, but generally I've just, they'll try and turn up and do as much as I can. And I think one of the benefits of what I do now, and I imagine it's fairly the same for you, is if you, you do have a, a bad day, you can just be off work and do something else <laughs> for the can, day. Yeah, you can do if you want So there's always that option. I always feel that with the kind of work that I'm doing, because a lot of it's like support, you know, and sometimes you can't, you kind of stuck with it. You can just switch the phone off and then answer the calls later or do the yeah. emails later or have somebody else do the emails for you that day or whatever, you know, but it's, it's a little harder, isn't it, to be absent when it's sometimes when it's your own thing. Yeah, so I've got quite a few things listed here. Uh, having a feeling of emptiness. <laughs> emptiness. Well, that's, that's quite low, doesn't it? I know, that sounds <laughs> horrific, but um, I kind of get why you'd get like that, you know. Well, again, it comes back to meaning, doesn't it? If you have no meaning or you don't feel like you're getting meaning from what you're working on, that can kind of leave you feeling a bit hollow. Yeah, it's probably when people retire and stuff, they probably undergo these kind of feelings, you know, where they don't have any purpose anymore. And, you know, that whole, if your whole sort of personality is tied in with your job and then obviously you don't do that job anymore. I know a few people that have been in that situation, so they've retired, 
they got to retirement age, or one guy actually retired early at 55, was like, yeah, this is great for about three months and then I'm bored. It's when it hit like burnout. <laughs> I need to do it's something. Really and then, then they've gone off to build, you know, small businesses, freelance businesses. Yeah, they've gone on, yeah. Because there's only so much golf you can play when you retire, I guess, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Not that I can play golf anyway, so. Um, feeling that your work and contributions go unrecognised, that's quite a big one. Yeah, I think I think this is a lot of these are probably probably more in the software development because a lot of software that developers build is it, it kind of gets scrapped, doesn't it? I've heard of so many developers saying, oh, "I've built stuff and I know it's just going to be scrapped." I've, I've had this, I've had that happen lots and lots of times, and that must be really disheartening, you know, that you feel that you basically your work and you, the contribution you've basically been for nothing. Or I mean, I think actually pretty much all software falls into that category. Because when you think about it, I mean, you, you, how long does software generally last? I, mean, I, know, I know there's some old systems written in COBOL that seems to be around forever. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but generally, everything you build, because technology moves so quickly these days, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. That, that you yeah. might build something now, and it's probably not going to exist in five years or ten years' time. Yeah. Because there doesn't seem to be yeah. any permanence or, or, in technology or, anymore. you know, things change so much, it's not, basically, it's, it's like, it's like the, what do you say, like with a, with a, like a broom, you know, like a broom, and a, what do they call it? With the, what's the handle on a, on a, Broomstick, and a, you know, on a, a broom handle, a broom handle. <laughs> there's, a, there's a technical word for it. Is it a stave or whatever it is? And then you have the head of the brush or whatever. But I've they get I've changed got... so many times. It's not the original item, is it? You know, I've always called it a broom handle. A broom handle. I don't know what it is, but you know what I mean, don't you? So yeah. things change, don't they? So you know. And actually, I had a discussion once with someone. We were, they were talking about the permanence of art. It was in the pub. <laughs> this is where all good things are discussed. And we're talking about like how you get things like, um, say, like an old oil painting that might have been painted in the 1600s. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's a permanent thing and it's there and the medium doesn't really change. It doesn't go out of date or technology. It just, as long as it doesn't get destroyed, it's it's there. Yeah, yeah. Or a book. You know, you get a Charles Dickens book, for example, and it's still in print. You can get copies of it, whether it's an old copy or a new copy of it. It, it kind of lasts and it lasts over a longer time. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you look at something like a computer game, the mics come out and say, okay, you know, the original PlayStation. Yeah. It kind of has a limited shelf life, doesn't it? Before it becomes kind of unavailable. And then you can get emulators where you play them, but it requires a huge amount of effort to keep these things running. Yeah. So there's yeah. probably a lot of these things that were like really important to someone at one point that now just don't exist. Mm, yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's not permanent, is it? That's really that... negative, doesn't it? <laughs> There's probably was lots of books that were written years ago that everybody forgot about and nobody knows anything about now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, perhaps some things are more permanent than others. You know, like like Sonic the Hedgehog will probably still be around in 30 years' time or whatever, you know. Perhaps in a different way, but, you mm. know, or, you know, certain games like Mario and stuff like that will still be about, won't they? We've got a Sonic Hedgehog film now. I know. Have you not seen it, have you? I've not seen no, it. No, I've not seen it. It looks rubbish, but... <laughs> I'm sure the kids will like it. Yeah. Um, so just quickly go through some of these last ones then. So uh, blaming others for your mistakes can sometimes be a sign that you're heading for burnout. That sounds, but, yeah. yeah. It's always someone else's fault, never your own. Uh, you're thinking of quitting or changing roles. If you get that point where you just want to leave that company, that's yeah, not no, normally that a good happens sign. a lot for me, I think. <laughs> uh, experiencing physical complaints such as headaches, illnesses, or illness or backache. Yeah, it's just like yeah. the stress of it, isn't it? Being irritable. Or irri- oh, sorry, not irritable. Irritated. Or irritated easy by team members or clients. Yeah, I think everyone has Yeah, that. I think at a certain point, you know, to a certain extent. 
Yeah, or just general you know, general thoughts that your work doesn't have meaning. So I think those those are kind of some of the warning signs you could be heading into into a longer bit of burnout in what you're doing, whether it's at a, a company or within your own company. Yeah. Uh, so research some causes. So lack of autonomy in your role. Yeah. That's that's quite a big one actually. Where you know you're you're you know you're a skilled professional that's been hired to do something yet you feel like you have no say or autonomy in what you're actually doing you're just kind of like a work for hire robot that's been told what to do all the yeah time. i think yeah i think that must be fairly depressing if you don't have any control over any aspects of your work you know that's a large trigger for me doing what i'm doing now is to have that yeah well, i've got the i've got the i mean i know i'm building courses for another company but i've got quite a lot of autonomy in that yeah there's freedom to do you know to to like um, sort of mould how the product goes and how it's built and, and also the processes that you use and etc isn't it mm. you've got the freedom to do how to do that the way you want to do it so another cause could be unclear roles or expectations in your role again I've, I've seen this quite a lot I mean maybe maybe it's a software industry thing I don't know but some companies where you might have like a, a, a junior developer, a middle grade developer, and then a senior developer, but there's not actually any clearly defined roles and expectations what the differences are between those things. Yeah, yeah. Which then means everyone has their own interpretation of what they think other people's roles are, because oh, okay. it's not written down, and then that can cause a lot of friction. I've seen that so many times. Is yeah, it's not clearly defined. Which then leads or... to dysfunctional teams. Yeah. Which is a, obviously something I don't really have to concern myself with now but you know I've yeah, certainly I mean, worked in some dysfunctional teams before. that's yeah one of the adventures you have in doing your own thing is you don't have to work in dysfunctional t- teams you know uh, and then the big one excessive workload I guess that's the one that everyone kind of attributes to burnout is that you've just got too much stuff on your plate too yeah it's too overwhelming you know the just the sheer amount of stuff yeah perhaps it's because of lack of control if you had control over your workload you'd perhaps be able to you know change change Actually, it or, yeah. or, or you know be more think more more logically about what you have to do and what was important and what, what isn't important. If you've ever been in the situation where you're being asked to do something, then you have like a manager or a project manager constantly coming up to you going, how's it going? Is it done yet? How are you doing? <laughs> sort of standing there watching. Oh, no. no, so I think that's probably more of a software thing than um, than other roles. But yeah, I think it's certain jobs I've had like, where like there's always been a pressure to do work. You know, I remember I worked for this... Um, this company that used to be do like drawings, so we were drawing like floor layouts, and we'd get like kind of rated on how many square meter of floor that you'd drawn, and it's kind of like, really? yeah, I know it's quite oppressive, really. It wasn't that great. That reminds me, but back in the day, there's they'd work out your wage and then divide it by how how much you produced, and then provide you with a ratio. And if you got a good ratio, that was considered good, and that they'd, they'd sort of almost grade you, and then you'd have to be compared against your colleagues and stuff, and. That was yeah. that was unpleasant. I, I didn't really. I didn't. It lasted seven months. There, I think. I so yeah, in software development, there's been a similar problem. It's like how how do you measure the productivity of a developer? And you know, back back in the day, you know, that sort of seventies, maybe probably early eighties, they'd be like, well, one way you could do it is how many lines of code has a developer written? Yeah, oh yeah, just, yeah. Which, which is a rubbish metric. Completely pointless. Because then you get yeah. developers just writing really overly verbose code. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think. The other problem was, like, for example, I was saying that place where you got ranked on your square meters of floor area that you drew or whatever. Uh, obviously, it was dependent on on who gave you the work. You know, if your team leader gave you a load of like really small, complicated jobs, you'd not look very productive. Whereas right. if you were given a load of easy jobs that were loads of floor area or whatever, 
You know, so, so well, one guy of, one guy has to design a shed, and the other person gets to design an Amazon yeah, distribution warehouse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it could be easily easily manipulated. The whole system could be open to kind of basically fraud. I'd say, you know. So it's stuff. That, I think it's things like that that do burn you out. You get burnt mm. out by that kind of almost dishonesty and kind of yuckiness. You know. And then on top of that, you get sort of no support from the boss or the company. Complete lack of recognition for the work that you've done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even monotonous and low stimulation work. That seems to be <laughs> that was the floor area cool. thing. I think yeah. that was oh god, that was soul destroying. Yeah, no, it's it's not it's not it's not a sort of thing I could have done for my whole career. You know, the most monotonous job I've ever done was when I was a teenager and it was working in a cucumber packing factory. <laughs> and you say what did you do? Right, you, you literally have like a conveyor belt with shrink wrapped cucumbers coming down this belt, and you had to pick them up. So you had to pick four up with one hand and three up with the other hand, and you had to put them in a box. Oh, a, no, like a machine. Four, three, four, three. Just that for like oh, nine hours. Oh, God, yeah. No, that's, that's soul destroying. I mean, I did actually, I remember speaking to a, to a, a guy who used to work with um, an engineer when I worked at Derby City Council. And he was saying that when he first, because he was originally from Sierra Leone, um, and when he said he first came into this country, he worked in like a, like a crisp factory, you know, mm. or crisp, or what they call them in America, or something like Fries. Not fries. Is it, what do you chips. know? Like, chips. Chips, yeah. Taste yeah. chips, yeah. Or crisps <clears> in the UK. And then he used to just pack them into boxes. And he said, oh, it was like, he said it, and I said, oh, is that more hard work than what we do, you know, as structural engineers? He said, I oh, know it's a lot harder being a structural engineer because you have to think what you're doing. With that, you don't think, you're just like, an, yeah. like a machine, aren't you, almost, you know? Um, but I, I, I think, how did you find that? Did you find it? The monotonous work. Yeah. I actually it, hated it, but I, I needed to earn money for college. Yeah, so it was, <laughs> yeah, it was necessary evil, yeah. But annoyingly, it actually paid pretty well for a, for, 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 for like a part-time job, part-time job yeah because uh, to to meet the uh, cucumber demand cucumber. <laughs> i used to work quite a lot of sunday mornings as well where we got we got double time and that was outrageously good money at the time was it i thought okay. it was yeah yeah we thought i had a machine that did that would do that on you now i don't know how it works i i, I don't know how the modern world yeah. of cucumber packing packing goes yeah i just wonder if they've automated so there were there, there were two rooms if you, if you was in the full cucumber room which is like a big room then you didn't have to wear any like ovals or anything like that. Just the cucumbers went into machine. They were hot wrapped, and then you had to pick up these kind of hot cucumbers and hot cucumbers. <laughs> put them in a put them in a box. Shrink wrapped. But, but if you was in if you was in the other room, which is a, a class as a clean room, because they, they actually cut the cucumbers in half and then put them in their cellophane wrappers. Oh, okay. Yeah. But because the cucumbers had been cut, it had to be a clean room. So you had to wear the hat and the masks. Oh, and, all the yeah, yeah, all the garb. Yeah. And, that, and those rooms are freezing cold as well. Oh god, okay, yeah. Yeah, so if anyone's uh, looking for a Little career cu- in cucumber, cucumber packing. Cucumber packing, yeah, go for it, yeah. It's a bit boring though, but yeah. It was boring, but it paid well. Yeah, it paid, yeah that, that's it, yeah. So, what we just looked at, so we looked at some of the causes for burnout, and I guess some of the consequences, uh, yeah, your productivity drops. Yeah, point perhaps, you, perhaps you lose the love for what you did, you know, if you're a developer and you just feel it's not getting you, it's not, achieving anything you probably just almost give up don't you yeah well, or, you, you or naturally you... slow down i mean yeah you know, examples where i've worked in companies where you know we've been asked to work really hard on something that we know is going to be scrapped a few months later it's kind of like a temporary band-aid that requires a huge amount of effort yeah and then you're just sitting there thinking what the hell is the point of what i'm doing and then you naturally you just even even without thinking so about negative you, you, you just slow down yeah the negativity negativity affects your productivity doesn't it really Plus, it affects yeah, it affects your creativity. But it bleeds into your family life as well. I mean, I know the times where I've had a really rubbish day. Yeah, in the office, and you go home and you're grumpy. 
you know, end up having an argument with, with your wife or a partner. Yeah, I think that's something that that's t- that perhaps it's if, if if it's getting like it's time to think you know very carefully about what you're doing, you know, and how you can get away from that situation. Yeah, I mean, when I worked at the the pharmacy place, I mean, I couldn't get out of that place quick enough when I was really. There. How long did you work there for? Then was it a, two years? Was it a long two years? Was it, it was a very long two years? <laughs> long two well, years. It's, it's when I was working there that I started doing the pro site stuff. Perhaps it's fair. Perhaps it gave you the um, the drive to do your own thing. Then having it did. I, th- I think actually thinking back on it, the reason that place was so rubbish, or, or one of the side effects of that place being so rubbish, is it actually made me focus on trying to do something else. Yeah, perhaps I think, perhaps that's it, the way to go. Is, I is think if, uh, if I'd have really enjoyed it there, maybe I wouldn't have started in the yeah, course. Perhaps you're in a job that that is burning out. Perhaps it's time to think about doing a side mm. hustle. That might be the ideal opportunity to think it's time to do a new, originally, a new project. I have a new idea. I've been talking to a friend who's when who's sort of just started up a startup, and he wanted me to go work for them, but they didn't have the money. They, okay. they didn't have the funding. So when I went to resign from that that company, I was just going to go do the pool side stuff at that point. It wasn't earning as much as what I was earning in that job at that point. Yeah. But I could see that as a trajectory, and given nine months, I'll probably exceed. You could what see. I was earning. Yeah, you could see the opportunity there. So I discussed it with my wife, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm going to resign and just do do courses." But then about a week after I resigned her mate got back in touch with me and he goes oh we've had loads of funding can you come work for us now yeah, like, cool. like yeah, we yeah. discussed and I was like you know, trying to weigh it up in my mind I thought well if I'm ever going to work for a brand new startup this is probably the only chance I'm going to do it like a traditional Silicon Valley style startup yeah yeah yeah. It's not gonna be thought, I'm, I'm, like this. To I'm only really going to do that once so let's kind of commit to a year maybe and sort of see how it goes mm. how long did you do that then? did you do the, a year then or? Uh, no a bit longer about a year and a half you know okay it was great fun. I really enjoyed it. We had a, we had a really good team of people, mm. of products that we all believed in as well. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. But then, you know, I wanted to go do my own thing. So yeah, cool. So how how many of these things do you think you've fallen into before then? Oh, a few of these. Yeah, I think I think to be fair, what I'm doing at the moment is it's it's kind of becoming a bit of a grind. So I am looking at doing another side hustle or side project I think I think they'll, I'll still keep doing what I'm doing but I think it'd be nice to do a side project perhaps to spark a bit of creativity I think it, and also doing the side hustle will probably help my main job as well mm. I think they, they'll both feed onto each other so I think it's I'm looking at a few ideas of new of they new both project. in the same kind of business area or is one completely different what the new the new thing that I'm thinking yeah. of, you mean it's kind of similarish but different um, I'm possibly looking at so this, would one help the other not really, no. Yeah, I mean, okay. well, I mean, obviously, the experience that I have, obviously, they all feed on to each other. Mm. So, uh, um, I don't want to go into it too much, but I'm perhaps looking at more of like a physical product, which would be something new for me. Okay. Um, no, so I don't know. Right it might be more like a drop shipping type opportunity. I don't know. I don't know the exact details of it yet. Um, but I think, yeah, no, I'm quite excited about it. it, it and also, it's nice to have control over something that I do. Um, and also, it's, it's something I believe in as well. I think that's quite important. It has meaning as well. Yeah, that's the most important bit. Um, I think that's, that's one of the problems of burnout. I think it's when you, um, I think originally with the, with the kind of the business I've got now, it's kind of taken over a little bit, you know. And it's it's getting, we, we've gone through the creative. Let's build something and get something out there, which is the phase that I really enjoy. Is the creating something new bit that I really enjoy, you know. And now it's getting onto more like running a business, growing a business. It's kind of different, isn't it, once the business is... Do you feel like it's gone from being a side hustle to being a job? Yeah, it has to, yeah, to some okay. extent, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. still interesting, you know, it's still... I still have a lot of say over the, the you know, how the business grows, you know, and, and what happens with it. But, um, 
I think there's less opportunity to be creative and do new things, you know, as the business grows, you mm. know, because it becomes more of a more established product and then it's more like managing a process, you know, rather than creating a new process, you know. And do you think, you know, as you start looking at the other venture, you're about to sort of delegate some of your other work? Yeah, well yeah, I mean, some of it can be automated or, you know, it could bring people on to help with various different aspects of the business. You've actually started it yet? Or you, no, you said no, I'm just still just, I'm even just, just thinking about it, but it does excite me. Yeah. I think it's brought, it, it, it's helped me get over like a, a kind of almost burnt out phase, you know, it, it's sort of, it's, it's really nice to do something different. I think also, I think it's, you always got to be sort of learning and growing and thinking of new ideas and, hmm. And I know it's that you do lots of different things, don't you, Steve? You don't just do one thing, you know, you do a whole... Yeah, well, I do a range of things, but yeah. part of the main reason for that isn't burnout as such, so I get bored quickly. That's, that is almost part of burnout. Yeah, so, so I, I'll have multiple things that I'm working on. I'll do loads of work on it, and then I'll get a bit bored, work on something else. But I know for a while I'm going to come back to it. Yeah, but that's a good thing. That probably avoids burnout, doesn't it, you know, by doing that. By having that process. Because I've had people say to me, because when, when I go through this process, it normally comes to a point where I actually finish a lot of things fairly close together. So I have a, a load of things oh, come out. Projects, I've, yeah. had, I've had people say to me, my God, you just release so much stuff. So like, well, actually, no, you've not seen the six months leading up to this. It's just well, I, yeah, just I happen things. to finish a load of things close together. Yeah, they're working on it at the same time, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, It'd be interesting to see where you, where you take it with a new business idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at new ideas. Um, it's be, hard to say. I mean, it might not, be, might not be, be We might investigate and realise, actually, no, it's, this business isn't going to work, you know, but I think just doing... Is it, is, it, is it something you can MVP easily enough? Yeah, yeah, we obviously would do. I mean, that's why, because in the last episode we did about no code, so probably would employ some of those, those ideas, solutions, yeah. yeah, to sort of try ideas out quickly and easily, you know, see if it, if it, it might just be it's a non-starter, but mm. at least we'll try and get to that point of learning that as quickly as possible. Would be cool if you get to the point of starting it, you have to share some of your thought process. Yeah, yeah, quite, definitely, quite yeah. Cool. Definitely we could go through that. It'd be good to like do a side hustle as part of, you know, part of the side hustle podcast, you know, explain how, could how do it's a, going. Do, do Kevin's diary. Kevin's diary of the side hustle, <laughs> we, we, yeah. You talk, talk, talk through the process. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I guess two more obvious things about avoiding burnout, apart from the meaning in your work and all that, is just exercise and sleep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think it's. I think that it's hard, isn't it, to say? I always find this one. You know, get more sleep because it's hard to say just go and sleep. You know, there's, yeah. there's got to be. You know, how do you get that sleep? You know. So I think it's perhaps being. Well, it's quite interesting because my wife suffers from insomnia quite a lot, which apparently is quite common uh, in women after they've had, had kids. They can, okay. they, they can suffer from insomnia, and she's been struggling with it for about the last nine months. And uh, someone recommended this. Uh, it's not a duvet. It's kind of a weighted blanket. Okay. Yeah. So it's actually due to turn up this week, so we'll see, see how she gets on with it. But it's, it's, supposed to, it's a blanket that you use instead of your duvet, but it's, it, it, it's quite heavy. So this blanket weighs seven kilos. Okay. And apparently... Using that instead of a duvet, supposed to help you sleep more. Bizarre. It's the weight of it, yeah. I've, yeah. Heard, I've, heard, I've heard of that weight. I've heard something, yeah, let's let us know how you get on with that, yeah. Because I'm not a great sleeper myself. I mean, it doesn't help we've got like a baby at home, which is hard there. Well, I mean, but even, even then, I'm not a great sleeper. Even the baby sleeps, I don't always sleep great. So, you Actually, know. I mean, kids could easily lead to burnout because you're so knackered. Yeah. I remember when my not. son was born, that, that, that first year, he, he was, he's a great kid, but he was hard work. Yeah, he's about 16 months old now. He's got a bit of cold at the moment, so he's not been sleeping great, great at the 16 moment. 16 months now? Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, it soon flies. Um, 
but yeah, no, he's yeah, he's not he's not a bad sleeper, but he's not a great. Sleeper. You know, it sort of depends. You know, if he's if he's got a cold or something, it'll disturb his sleep. You know, um, but yeah, no, I think there's I think there's things we could all do to avoid burnout. Um, and I think you've mentioned some here on on, on the list here. You know, like work with purpose. So uh, you know, try. How would you say it? You know, like if you feel like you're working on something that's quite futile. But I think if that's a good thing about a side project, you can pick something that you find meaningful, you know, and try and make that the best work that you can do, you know. Have you have you found that with your own, you know, have had more meaning in your own stuff than other people? Yeah, I mean, or? I mean, obviously the, the courses I enjoy producing and the courses are kind of my main, they're, they're the main products for my business, yeah. as it were. So for me, the book I'm doing, that Path to Freedom book, that kind of is my side hustle that I've been doing. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I guess when you think about it, I mean, I've never actually sat down and deliberately thought about the reasons, but yeah, maybe I was doing that project just because it's something a bit different. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps you felt it would be useful to people, and it would. Be well, I mean, it will it will effectively be a completely separate product line because it will be the book, and then there's going to be all the online courses and content that goes along with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm ho- I'm hoping it'll kind of have a life of its own. Yeah. So so what what things do you think people could do to make sure that they avoid burnout? Um... Well, as you said, working with purpose. Yeah, if you're working at a job, you know. So if you're not actually doing a, a startup, you're actually working for someone else. Just kind of look critically at the role that you're doing. I think I should have done that when I worked at the pharmacy company a lot sooner than what I did. I think I, you you would have, I, th- I think I stayed there longer than I should. You'd be, yeah, do you think you'd, if you'd perhaps looked at it more critically, but the last job is me and look for a, a different role. Yeah, or a different I mean the company job. itself is fantastic. You know, very large company. They look after their employees. There's nothing wrong with the actual physical company itself. I think the combination of some of the people higher than me, I just did not get on with. Yeah, so I was yeah. constantly having conflict with them. You know, they asked me to come in and do a certain thing and fix a team. Okay. So, so when I started going in and doing that in the way that I wanted to go and do that, they didn't like my approach, even though they brought me in to implement my approach. I kind of felt like I was constantly having to justify what I was doing. Yeah, it's a battle or something that you couldn't win. Or... So really, I should have, I should have recognised the warning signs earlier and just left. You could have raised it with the, you know, with your boss or whoever. And, and oh, I did several times. The person I was working for was uh, insert expletive here. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So you did yeah. try. Perhaps it, perhaps it was, perhaps as you say, if, if that role wasn't working for you, perhaps it was time to sort of look at other opportunities elsewhere. You know. But then saying that, I mean, if I really liked it and I was really enjoying it, would I have started pursuing the plural side of thing? I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's difficult yeah, to say with hindsight, yeah. but may, may, like maybe, maybe that experience kind of helped spur me onto other things. Perhaps it was. Perhaps that was your opportunity. You know, the burnout. But sometimes burnout might be it might be an opportunity to think about other things. You know, mm. whether that be a different role, side hustle, or starting your own business, or whatever. You know, um, so you use it to spur you on. I think. Yeah, you use the hope of doing another business or product idea as a way of getting you through yeah. through the bad times. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, yeah, even. Even these days, if, I, if I'm working on a project or a course, it's just hard work, and I feel like I'm getting a bit like with it. Yeah, I, I, I just go out for a walk. Yeah, I'm the same. I need to do a bit. Of, I'm, I, my bike's um, being fixed at the moment, um, so everyone is fixed on Wednesday. Have you taken it out much in the winter? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, I've been out a lot actually. It, it's um, it's I'm, I don't know if you know anything about bikes, but I'm having like um, most bikes have inner tubes in them, but I'm having it set up as like tubeless. Okay. So like car, like cars that have inner tubes in their tires, I'm gonna have it set up like that, and they just put some sealant in it. That so it's just, just there, and you run it as like a low pressure, yeah. All right. And it just if you if you, but it's quite tricky to do. You have to set it up in a convoluted way. So I've just got the shop to do it, you know. 
What benefits that give you over a normal normal it wheel? Just, it, well, it doesn't puncture as easily because with okay. a with an inner tube, it can punch quite easily and get a hole. Whereas this is a lot harder. I mean, they have like sealant and like slime in it that seals yeah. any kind of gaps or anything. And it, it's pretty much like a lot, okay. a lot less maintenance. Sounds expensive. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it, it is a bit set up, but I think once it's set up, it's sort of like fit and forget it kind of thing. So it should be easier in the long run. Cool. Okay. Right. Uh, we, we we ventured into some breath depressing areas there, didn't we? I know that was yeah that was that was a tough episode but I think it was good as therapy I think I think it's time to perhaps if you are feeling burnt out perhaps it's a sign for you to it's an opportunity for you to go and think about new ideas or mm. perhaps how you could do something differently or perhaps a, you know try something new absolutely okay cool so what's your what's your recommendation okay mine's a gadget is it again? another gadget it's, it's, always, it's always gadgets it's gadget so I've when I travel, I've got like a, a mobile like little four G dongle that I'll take with me. Okay, just yeah, you know, so I can get reliable, secure internet while I'm away. Um, but at home, I want to use it at home. Certainly, you know, when the kids are just hogging all the bandwidth on the on the broadband. Okay. So the, uh, it's, it's basically a, a router. It's called the TP Link Archer MR six hundred. Okay. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. And it's effectively like a normal router. But it's got two aerials on it, but you stick your SIM card in the back of it. Oh, cool, yeah, because yeah. of the size of the aerials on it, it just gives you really good like 4G signal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So what I do is I have this like on a little table next to my desk, and me and my wife use it. It's kind of like the, the backup yeah, <laughs> um, back broadband up. in the house. Okay, yeah. Especially when the kids are there, or we have is, one. Is your is your normal broadband not that great then? Or it's all right. Normal connection. It's all right, um, but obviously when you've got the kids both streaming loads of stuff, oh yeah, okay, it yeah, can yeah. get a bit contended sometimes. Uh, no, our broadband at home, it's 80 meg down, 40 up, I think it is. It's That's okay, isn't it? Reasonable, sure, yeah. Sure. But, um, but this one's pretty good because it just gives you uh, a redundant... Fo- it is a bit excessive, I know. <laughs> yeah, I think, let's say just in case, yeah. Not going to get that um, idea. But actually, we, we went away in um, February, over February half term. Uh, we went up to Northumberland and we hired a cabin. Oh, yeah. Um, it must be as interpreting to a phone though, isn't it? It's got to be, hasn't it? And, yeah, it's a similar sort of thing. But we hired this cabin. There's no, there's no broadband there, and then the site where the cabin was, there's no broadband. So it's completely cut off. Yeah. Um, I can't go without internet. So. Oh no! So that, I think you should have, you should have, should have run with it and had a break. No, no. We need to keep the kids on YouTube so they don't drive us mad. Um, <laughs> okay. But I, I, I took this, uh, this router with us and just plugged it in at the cabin, and we got like really, oh, yeah. really fast four G connection. It was fantastic. Yeah, I can imagine that's pretty, pretty useful in those kind of situations. Um, so maybe it's a little excessive. It wasn't overly expensive. It's like ninety quid for this thing. Yeah, and um, this I'm going to be a bit lazy this 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 episode actually because I thought we were sort of like talking about burnout. Um, I, I kind of didn't feel I could recommend anything. I thought it was time to perhaps reflect upon things and, and not buy anything or or like listen to a podcast or a book or whatever you know. So yeah. I, I just think yeah, I think it just just take it steady. I think to avoid burnout. So your recommendation There's is nothing. Do nothing. Don't do buy not, anything. Don't, don't buy anything. Don't do anything. Just perhaps, perhaps have time to think. You know about what it is they truly want to do. But we must consume. Yeah. Consume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buy, buy, buy some more rubbish you don't need. No, don't do that. Just, just take some time out and have a think about things. Think of some new business ideas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, think of a new idea. Cool. Okay. Well, well, on that cop out. That's <laughs> uh, no, me just being lazy. I'm not thinking. I'm running, I'm running out of ideas of things to recommend. You know, I don't want to. I don't recommend things that aren't really meaningful. You know, do you know what I mean? Or, you know, I feel it's getting more and more way out there. You know, but no, I, I will think something 
in the meantime for the next episode excellent okay okay well see you later everyone okay goodbye everybody goodbye <laughs>